Hello and welcome to the TES podcast. My name is Eleanor Busby and today I'm joined by Adi Bloom. Hello Adi. Hello. And William Stewart. Hello Will. Hi. Today we've got a special edition for the GCSE results day. It was all changed yesterday uh, with the new 9 to 1 grading system for English and Maths but we still had A star to G with all the other GCSEs but it was a lot of focus on the new grades I'd say yesterday. And Adi, you visited a school um, yesterday when they were receiving their GCSEs. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, I was at Brighton Hill Community School in Basingstoke. And yeah, there was a lot of particularly, I spoke to the kids when they were waiting outside the gates um, to be allowed in to pick up their results. And there was a big sense of why us? Why do we have to be the guinea pig year? Um, And the teachers were saying that as well. They heard a lot of that and they were trying to say to them, well, you know, next year, all subjects will be graded this way and they're bigger guinea pigs than you are um, but that didn't do <laughs> much good but what was interesting is there was a, one kid I think summed it up really well when he was because he had no idea how he would do in his maths and he'd thought he'd failed all the maths well he'd, he had failed all the maths tests that he'd had previously in the mocks um, and then it turned out he passed maths and he was extremely happy with that and the way he summed it up is he said you know it felt really unfair. I was really, really worried about the new system. It was very, very, very stressful. But it's all right now. I've passed. Yeah. I think that was the thing, isn't it? That teachers couldn't predict with maths and English really what people were going to get because of these new nine nine grades compared to eight. And that was the thing that some people would have been pleasantly surprised with their English and maths and others would have really not been happy because they just didn't really know what they were going to get um, there was because of the confusion around the grades. I think it's become such a finely tuned machine hasn't it because schools are held to accountable so much for exam results mm. so they have you know they've had these processes going through and, and working out proper predictions and this is just throwing all that up in the air and it, mm. it's proving quite difficult for some people. And when you mentioned the maths there was quite a lot of um, well, teachers talking yesterday about the fact that for the higher paper for maths, you only needed on average 18% to get a grade four, which is now seen as the standard pass, which would would have been a lot less than the year before, which was around 35%. I think there was quite a lot of concern around that, but the examples and of course said, well, that's because of the way the new grades are kind of um, set out with the different higher and foundation papers. So it's not necessarily that loads more kids got a pass you know that was that was stable compared to last year yeah to be fair to put the kind of exam geeks point of view and <laughs> and to to defend their position if, if you have got a paper that i think that's the thing about the new grades there are more of them mm. and if you have one paper that has to differentiate between that then then you have no choice but the lower paper on that sorry the the lowest grade on that paper is is going to be a low pass mark but obviously that that is very strange for people people to read about yeah exactly and there was a lot of um, talk about four and five as well, as well as the grade nine. And this kind of concern, I think, and confusion around the fact that um, back in March, Justin Greening said four is now going to be the standard pass. When for years we thought that five was going to be the new which, pass. Which was the entire point of these reforms. Mm. When Michael Gove brought them in, the whole point was to was to raise the bar and bring and and make it make it in his terms, turn us into a world-class education system and have a have a higher benchmark than C. So, I mean, it was, a, some would say, a fairly spurious exercise, but five was supposed to be benchmarked to leading nations in PISA. How you do that when education systems are completely different is another matter. But it was, and it, and it is definitely higher than a C. Mm. But then, I guess it's the, the function of having 
kind of changing political cycle, but now you have a, a government that hasn't wanted to follow through on that mm. and have just said, no, the pass is a four, mm. which, and a four is, is lower than a C. And so it's gone from raising the bar to, if anything, and you've still got you've still got universities that are requiring a five now yeah. rather than a, a couple of London universities rather than a four. Most I'd say are going with four because that's what Justin Greening said back in March to universities you should look for a four. But I think that it'll be one they've kind of stressed that this year is the first year that four is the one to look for. But whether once they're all phased in and years have gone by and teachers are used to it, whether the five will become the new four. And none of that is any consolation for schools who no. who are worrying that they're going to be judged. You know, they've got lots of pupils who've got done well on the nine to four measure, but they they fear, as as you reported this week, Kelly, that that um, they're going to be judged by Ofsted and regional schools commissioners on, mm. on nine me. to five. That was me. reported on so it. That, that was, was a day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and what did people and say? Yeah. <laughs> what they said, and actually the head I spoke to yesterday said exactly the same thing. He said he looked at his results in front of him, and if you're looking at four to nine, then yay, you're celebrating. You're really pleased with how you've done. You know you're fine. If you're going to be judged on five to nine, things are not quite so certain. And so they're, they're vacillating between celebration and do I have a job? Mm. Um, and it's uncertainty was the word that came up a lot as people just didn't know whether they should be celebrating or tearing their hair out. Mm. And on top of that, as, as you also <laughs> reported to me, they've got the uncertainty of Progress 8 because yes. well, they, they, don't, they don't know what their Progress 8 scores are going to be yet. And, what, and it actually, the similarity between the kids who the night before results day were looking up grade boundaries and trying to predict what they got and then you have the head teachers who are putting their school's results through last year's progress eight formula and saying i know this makes no sense i know this there's no logic to this at all this isn't going to show me where i'm going to come in this year's progress progress eight um have still you know they're still doing it in both. the same way yeah, yeah both and both, both totally sets. futile yeah. exercises yes. put by people panicking because you know, you can totally understand why. Yeah, and yeah. trying to find some control or some something to hold on to in a in a when when they have nothing. And with Progress Eight, they won't know really till October. I think it is maybe even um, November. It's, it's not the for a while. autumn. I'm not sure yeah. exactly when the first because it's then it's a wave of they're, they're sort of they're revised and revised. I think the final ones are in January. Yeah. Well, then that's why it's so difficult, isn't it? Because it's not just change. It's um, it's so much change all at the same time because all right, mm. progress eight has been in for a year, but people still aren't on that used to it. It's still playing out, and then you have new new grades, and then you've got new A le- sorry new A levels all at the same time. Mm. So that's the thing. It, it's all. It's not just the change of um, the grading and the and the actual GCSEs. It's the change of the accountability measures at the same time. I think there's just so much uncertainty in the secondary sector. Um, and you know now we've got this new nine, which uh, we found out yesterday. Two thousand, around two thousand pupils got three nine. So that's for English language, English literature, and maths. But I guess we'll have to wait and see for next year to see when, when the majority of GCSEs move over. How many will actually get a string of nines? I think it's going to be very few. The one thing we can be sure of, I think, is that the government's. Oh, sorry, I need to remember this. The, the DfE's chief scientific officer, Tim Looney, yeah. his prediction may be a, a little pessimistic. I think how, so, yeah. how many did I he predict? I think it was two. He, 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 he did predict a very small yeah. number of people would get straight A's when they, sorry, straight, whoops, straight <laughs> nines when they, when they, um, 
when they come in, but it looks like it's going to be a few more than that. Yeah, it? and yeah. Cambridge Assessment had said after he said that that they think it'll be hundreds yeah. um, that will get a string of nines so rather than uh, two. So that's an optimistic note then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amidst all the confusion. No, and, yeah. it's, and it's nice actually yeah. for head teachers. All the head teachers I spoke to have been sort of astonished. Kind of, we've had one nine or, or two nines, and where they were led to believe that there would be a few nines across the entire country. Um, so it's quite nice, yeah, for both for those people who get the nines and also for the individual head teachers. Yeah. Well, make sure, obviously, there's loads already on our website about the GCSE results day, but keep tuned on to the website because I'm sure there'll be more stories to come. Um, and that leaves me to say thank you very much to William and Adi. And thank you for listening and tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs>